From Phil's VTech comes a weekly digital series where he shares his insights, concepts, and findings learned during his 15-year journey of working in the entertainment industry. Each lesson offers you a roadmap to overcome the challenges that all artists face on the path to success. Welcome to Phil's VTech Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Phil Svitek, uh, 360 Creative Coach, and today I'm joined by a dear friend, Cody Schramm. Now, that's obviously not the reason why Cody is joining me today. Cody is a wonderful musician, specifically like hip-hop and rap, um, but as far as our working relationship, he has been the composer for uh, various short films of mine in the past, and now specifically uh, a feature film that I made called Idol. And I know Cody from our soccer playing days at Emerson College. He was a senior when I was a freshman. And maybe this is like a little bit too personal, but I want to I start here because I think it shows your character a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I think for me, I don't know what your experience was like in high school, but I think high school soccer or just high school in general is very like clicky. And certainly like the seniors didn't really interact with the freshmen. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, what was very awesome for me was how tight a bond the soccer group had and you being the captain of the soccer team, you know, in your senior year, uh, I felt you were very responsible for that sort of tight bond spirit. And, um, I don't know if you even like were aware of that, but like, I I don't know, you just had such a big impact on me when I entered, which was really cool. Well, I appreciate that, man. Um, I, I, I don't know if I, was consciously doing it. I just, I just like to um, like for everyone to feel included, uh, to be honest, you know, Um, Emerson, the college, the, the, the soccer college experience was uh, very wonderful for me. Uh, I've, I've developed some incredible relationships and friendships um, from those groups of players, yourself included Um, coach, Jared Scarpacci, you know, um, and I think it was, it was just an important time for me. Uh, it was, it was a way to kind of escape from everything else and, and, and be with those guys on the field. And, um, Emerson, you know, having played there and then coached there as well, um, I sort of got a behind the scenes look at really the type of, program it is and I think why it's so inclusive you know I think um, Emerson is a very uh, creative and unique school um, and we get a lot of creative and unique individuals um, yeah. and it made for a really great educational experience but then it also translated onto the field as well where I think people just kind of carried it over onto the uh, onto the team and yeah. so I think there was a, I think, I, I think there genuinely was a, a bond there where we all felt that, you know, besides sort of the, the creative ventures we wanted to uh, accomplish in school. Yeah. Being do you, together do you, on the soccer field was important. Do you feel like that, that bond was started because of the creativity? Cause I mean, for me, it was amazing uh, that everyone, even, even like the marketing guys, right? Like the, the furthest you ever got was the people in marketing, which really right. isn't that far out of the entertainment field. Uh, and I thought that was, that, that was so amazing because, you know, other schools you have like businessmen, scientists, whatever, and like obviously you can form friendships, but this was like on a whole new level to me. And I look at like even your work, you worked with uh, like Will Knox and um, 
you know, you guys collaborated on a song and then uh, I, I believe it was Bucho that did the uh, music video for that. Um, mm -hmm. you know, exactly. Yeah. The, uh, the song's called Mankind. Yeah. Um, like it was that to me was just so cool that everyone was kind of working on each other's stuff in that way. Yeah. And, and, and keep in mind too, Will Knox went to Berkeley because we had that connection as well. Um, you know, so it wasn't just Emerson, the Emerson community. It was, it was the Berkeley and, and Mass Art as well. And, you know, again, I, I don't know if, if it comes down to creativity, but I think, you know, a lot of the, the players were just sort of in the same mindset. This is a, this is a collaborative environment, whether you're in the studio or on the field and, um, you know, everyone can be a part of that. And, uh, it was a really cool, unique experience for sure. Yeah. So I want to, I want to start with your music cause I, I use you as a composer, but that's not primarily like, that wasn't like your passion, right? Necessarily just, uh, your, your passions like writing music, right? And, and yes. would, it, would it also be fair to say poetry? Yes, for sure. Um, so can you, can you kind of, where did that passion come from? Um, because like, I mean, you know, for, especially like it was always interesting to me, like people saw you on the soccer field and you're like kind of this, you, you were this, uh, you know, nose to the grindstone kind of guy. Like, so some people looked at you as a tough, tough guy. Um, but then you like hear your lyrics and read, you know, read the, the, the songs themselves. And you're like, wow, this guy's really deep. <laughs> um, yeah, I, so to go back, um, I've been writing rhymes since I was about 10. Um, I, you know, grew up with, uh, 90s hip hop and fell in love with it immediately. And, um, soon started writing it just on my own. Um, and that just has, has carried on. Um, since then I, I'd write, uh, raps. I write, you know, spoken word poetry. Um, a lot of times I don't write to a beat. Um, I just kind of write in a very poetic style, I guess. Um, that's just how I was influenced and, and the way my mind works, the direction my mind goes. Um, yeah, so that's that's definitely been a passion of mine. Uh, adding in music, you know, sort of kicked off in in uh, college. Actually, collaborating with people and whatnot, and I started to, I started to um, create beats and whatnot. Um, but for sure, my my passion and my primary focus has always been the writing itself. Um, Is there what is there like any theme to most of the stuff that you do write or like? you know, and this could be in hindsight, right? You always kind of as an artist, at least I feel when you start to see your work, you're like, Oh, this, this is like a motif that's happening throughout. Has that happened for you? Um, yeah, I, I think so. You know, it's, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what my songs are about, but I think in general, I tend to have some sort of social commentary maybe political commentary. Um, a lot of it is just about me and how I'm feeling and how I'm trying to navigate um, the world around me. Um, even if I'm not directly referencing myself, uh, you know, my feelings and my perspective definitely creeps in there. And I'm just trying to, I use it as a, as a, as an expression, as an escape, as a way to just try to understand the world around me. Mm -hmm. um, that's, uh, you know, really how my thoughts and feelings uh, 
kind of come out. It's sort of in this rhyme form, this poetic form. That's how I best understand things, I guess. <laughs> what about what about now? Have you been? Because it's almost interesting. Like it's a time where there's a lot, um, and in a way, like everyone's saying, like you know, you have to you have to utilize this time. But at the same time, for me at least, I'm finding it very difficult to to put out work just because, like, I don't know. There's just this this weight uh, on on everyone's shoulder of like, there's just so much to life, and I don't know. It's hard to be creative right now for me. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get that. And it, it goes in waves for me. Um, I happen to have been writing a lot lately. Um, you know, I have, I have some, some new music I'm working on that I'm really excited about. And, um, but having said that, you know, one of the songs I'm working on, in fact, is sort of about the stress of and being anxious and having anxiety and not being able to sleep and trying to, um, process everything. Um, so I guess the way I'm trying to break through that block that you're sort of referring to is by writing. Um, so, you know, like you said, I, I'll go through, through periods where I'm just not feeling creative. It's hard to, it's hard to be positive about things right now. Yeah. You know, um, but that doesn't mean that I'm not still writing and trying to make sense of it all, you know? Yeah. And before I forget, like what's, you, you know, you mentioned uh, possibly having this m- music come out more and like, what's, what's the best place to access your past work and possibly future work? Uh, let's see. I have a SoundCloud. Um, I, I put it all on Instagram. I put it all on my uh, portfolio and I can um, send you the, the, the yeah. URLs, the links for those, if you want. Um, yeah, absolutely. We'll put it in the uh, description box. That way, people people can just click right through. Yeah, those, that's usually where I put it. Awesome. Um, you know, also to, speaking of your Instagram, um, would it be fair? Like, I've seen some of your uh, your photos. Are you getting more into mm-hmm. photography? Has that always been a passion of yours? Uh, um, it, it not always. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't really into it in college. I didn't, um, I think I took, maybe took a, a photography class uh, mm-hmm. at, at Emerson, but um, it wasn't really until afterwards that I started getting into visual media more. Um, video production led me to kind of graphic design work and photography. Um, and and it's definitely become another, just another form of expression for me, another passion of mine, um, the, both photography and then uh, also on my Instagram, I have sort of those photo manipulations sort of surreal pictures that I do. Um, so again, those just align with the kind of the work I was doing outside through, through uh, visual media and translated into that form of art as well. Yeah. And we, uh, I, I love those sort of like abstracted pictures. Like I what, what draws you to that? Cause um, I don't know, like, I don't think surreal would be like the right term for it, but just for lack of a better term, I think like with everything to a degree, you're kind of drawn into the surreal aspect of it. Yeah. Surreal abstract. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I, I think utilizing some of those like Photoshop or, or whatever, um, it, it's sort of like writing. It's a, it's a blank page and you can, there's sort of limitless possibilities. So, um, you know, some of it uh, is just sort of a dreamy uh, image. I don't know, a surreal image. Some of it's maybe uh, socially 
or politically based. Um, you know, it's just another form of expression that's uh, pretty freeing and, and there's a lot of opportunity there. So yeah. it's fun to explore. What is, what is your creative process like? I know you mentioned you start with the lyrics um, and writing that. Um, and for some weird reason, I imagine you like Eminem and 8 Mile, just whatever, you, like writing on your hand, writing a notebook, writing on a napkin. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's definitely the case. I, uh, I will frequently f- find uh, old notebooks of, of rhymes and stuff. Um, more recently, though, I've, I've uh, since we are in, in, you know, in this modern, in this modern age, I have been writing more on my computer than in a notebook. Yeah. Uh, and I've talked about this with people. Is there, is it, does it feel different? Is it like a different process? It might be, um, you know, there's, there's some, there's something, uh, rewarding about writing in a notebook and writing down your thoughts and scratching out and whatnot. But, um, you know, the editing process, um, is a lot faster on a computer and you can get your thoughts out faster or on my phone. Um, the, the process itself, I, I usually start with the lyrics. Um, if, if, and when I, uh, attach a song to, a, to a beat, um, you know, I will, I will kind of, uh, mold the two together, but usually it's, it, it's the writing that comes first, just because I'm constantly thinking of, of rhymes, um, and poems and whatnot. Uh, the process is, pretty slow i think you know for the most part i don't um necessarily rush myself i'm i'm sort of a perfectionist when i write so define slow because like are we talking weeks months years it could be months or years before i finish a song i'm usually working on multiple pieces at a time too depending on just you know outside influences whatever it is um but yeah there's times when it'll take me a week or two to 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 really mold two lines together um, just because I I want it to be perfect. And it's, it's, um, you know, it means a lot to me that what I'm saying is true to, true to myself and true to form. So um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's always great when things happen quickly and I can, I, I am just, everything's flowing and the creativity is, is flowing and I can get through a, a, you know, a verse or two in, in a couple of weeks, but there's no time limit. It's just however long it takes. And, you know, uh, kind of the song will reveal when it's done. I don't necessarily. Was that, was that always within you? Cause like, I mean, that, that shows a lot of patience and I, I try to live by that mantra, like as long as I'm making progress, but um, you know, again, I just, I, I can, you know, right now, all I, the only time frame I know of is like quarantine. I don't even know what happened before quarantine. Oh yeah. I don't even know what day it is today. Yeah. And so like for me, like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's very difficult to have that patience with myself. It's like, I should, you know, like I, why can't I have had all this time? Why haven't I, you know, like gotten that anywhere closer to at least like a first draft of something? Um, you know, so how do you, how do you, mm-hmm. how do you cultivate that patience for you? And has it, have, have you kind of had it or you like really have to work towards it? Um, with respect to the writing, I think I've always had that patience. Um, I think the process of writing is, is so important to me and so fun to me that that's where, that's, that's what I enjoy doing. So to rush it just to get through and finish something, um, isn't necessarily the goal for me. It's, it's making, it's, it's the going through the process of writing and creating something that I'm 
truly happy with and, and proud with. So if that takes me two months, three months, whatever it is, then um, that's just how long it takes. Um, you know, when, when obviously when collaborating with other people or when I'm really pressuring myself to get a, get a new song out or finish a piece or finish a piece of art or something, then yeah, there is a little bit of uh, that urgency and anxiety that comes from finishing up a project. Um, you know, I, I, I'm sure it's the same with you, but it's, it's hard for me to really accept that something's done. I'm always kind of tweaking and wanting to fix it and make it better. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of saying, you know what, this is, this is good. And let's just let people hear it or see it. I don't know. I mean, do you, do you go through that as well? Where you're like, I can just keep working on this and keep working on this. Uh, kind of, I don't know. Like I, I'm the type of person that I just need to let something go eventually. Like, yeah, you know, I've been, I've been working on my novel for at this point, like two years, really hardcore. And it's at the final, final stages. And there's like just a couple minor things here and there, but I'm, if it, it, I, you know, for me, cause I go through a mental process, right? So like, it's like, I've, I've done what I wanted to do mentally with the book. I got out what I needed to. Now this is just, it's, this is for somebody else in that way. So mm. it's like, I'm doing this for somebody else. And same thing mm. applies to movies where it's like, I know this will make it a better movie, but like, I've already exercised that muscle in my mind to know that that will be better. But now to actually have to do it, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, F this. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, is it, I mean, this is hard to quantify in any stretch of the imagination, but uh, as objectively as you can, like, is the work that you rush out, for lack of a better term, any better or worse than the stuff that takes a little bit longer? And it, like, how would you even maybe even begin to quantify that? I don't even know. Like I said, it's a very yeah, unfair I, question, but just curious. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a good question, though. Because um, I think there is something, I, I think there is something to, forcing something to, to just go out there and live in the world. Um, you know, uh, I ultimately you want people to see your work or hear your work. Um, although, like I said, the, the process of making art is extremely important to me. If, if I'm the only one that hears it, um, what am I, what am I really doing? So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if it's better if I kind of, force it um it puts me in a in a different mind state there's a little bit of urgency there and and um you know i don't i don't know it's a hard question it's a hard yeah, question no, I, I don't know if it's better i don't know if it's better or worse but maybe it's important that it gets out there yeah so maybe that's the best way to say it fair enough um so let's talk about the beats because we haven't we haven't like really talked about the the soundscape and you know certainly that'll kind of transition us to your your compositions Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, yeah, how do you, how do you, once you have the lyrics, how do you then start to plug in the sound? Uh, so my process used to be, uh, for making beats, it was, it was originally loop based, you know, um, taking programs like Logic or Soundtrack or whatever and, and, fruity loops uh plugging in loops and making hip-hop beats because you know the 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 music i grew up listening to that was sort of what i was influenced by that sort of hip-hop um now it's primarily midi based where i i play every 
you know, every sound and instrument. Um, so in that, it's a little bit more freeing. I have the ability to sort of dictate the tone and the pace. Um, so, you know, once I sort of have an idea and, and a song is shaping up, um, I can sort of figure out, all right, this is, uh, you know, this is, this needs to be a little bit more, uh, I don't know, dissonant here. Uh, that's the theme of the song or that's, that's the direction the writing is going. If that's, if that's what I'm doing. Um, and I'll just sort of play with those and start layering and, and eventually hit on something. It's sort of, it's sort of like the writing, I guess, to be honest, it's, you know, I'm finding, uh, layers and trying to mesh them together and, if something works, it works. And I sort of build off of that. Yeah. How is, uh, I'm curious from your perspective, how is like the, the production of music and also just music itself changed? So the two questions there, right? The, the, the final product and then also the, the production of it, you know, how has it changed? Yeah. Like how have you witnessed it from, you know, even just back to college days to now? Cause I mean, I'd look at technology and just the incremental shift. I mean, like when you and I started, uh, I mean, smartphones were, were like a concept, let alone, you know, a thing. And now, mm-hmm. like, it's like to, to think life without a smartphone is like, wait, what? Yeah, I mean, technology has definitely made it possible for really anybody to make music or make art or, or make videos, uh, make movies. Um, you know, I think growing up and in college, there were sort of one or two platforms that were considered sort of acceptable um, for production. And I think with technology and even, even on our phones, there's apps where you can, you can make a beat or make a sound and that's cool. You know, I think, I think what's changed for me is that no matter what platform you're using, uh, type of computer you're using, whatever, how much experience you have, you can make, good quality art. Um, and I don't know if it was always like that, but I feel like it's like that now more and more people have access to, uh, programs and apps that allow you to do that. And more and more people are listening now that we have social media on such a broad scale. Do you think in a way, like one of, one of the things I, I think about for myself is like, because the, the accessibility is so widely there, that in a way people aren't like training themselves classically. And when I say classically, I don't mean like, you know, just listening to Beethoven or whatever, but I mean, just in general, like kind of looking at the history of music, knowing the fundamentals, and this applies to all art. It can apply to, to, you know, novels. It can apply to, um, you know, graphic design. doesn't matter. It's almost like people are just, you know, they're not really learning that side. And maybe that's the cynical side of me. Maybe people are learning, but I, I don't know. Um, it's, it's a question I ask myself often. I don't know you kind of recognize that in the world? Well, I think, I think there's definitely, you know, there's endless information out there. And I think we live in a time where um, everything happens immediately. You know, immediacy is, is, uh, is a thing. So um, to kind of slow down, teach yourself something, have patience, um, maybe you don't need it or um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we don't have the time for it with programs and apps and in a, in a world that happens so fast. Um, 
you know, maybe it's just sort of, it's, we're, we're, we have to, we have to keep up with it. So maybe there, there, it is sort of like a lost art. Maybe. I, I mean, I still kind of hold on to the fact that like in order to make art that does resonate beyond uh, just the surface level, or maybe, you know, you might get lucky with like a viral moment, let's say, and, and certainly mm-hmm. that's, you know, it's not as easy as people uh, say that it is. You know, mm-hmm. kudos to anyone who has gone viral with like a thing. But uh, to me, I'm much more, I'm also interested more in like the career side of it, right? Because if you kind of look at it, like a career in general is going to be 30, 40 years. It's not going to mm-hmm. be like, oh, you know, like by the time I'm 22, I have to like have a, a number one hit. It's like based on whose definition, but it, it, yeah, I feel like if, 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 if we listen to, you know, if, if you're not defining what you listen to, that's kind of becomes the norm. And it's like, since when is that the norm? You know, so I mm. think people just have to be very mindful of what they actually want. You know, do they want the, because in a way it's almost saying like they want the fame versus the process, you know? Yeah. I think, I think that's definitely the case nowadays. Um, you know, and I think it is that process of putting in the effort and taking the time and, um, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe that's what makes it, makes that art stand out a little bit more be as as good as it is is when you do you do take that time put that effort in yeah i don't know it's a good question yeah it's uh you know it's certainly something i'm asking myself more and more but um so let's uh i'd love to transition to talk about the uh you know your your score writing uh Mm -hmm. am i the only person you've done score for i I don't even know that answer uh yeah because it would (laughs) have been uh let me think. I think so. Um, yeah, you and Eric, I guess. Fair enough. Eric Osterholm, who's uh, yeah. another amazing person. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I remember. I, I I I remember asking you, but I don't remember how like our interaction went. I, I'm talking about like the first first time. This wasn't. You know, I was still in college. You were you were out of college and whatnot. And I just kind of asked you, like, hey, you know, I have this short film. Uh, you know, I think you could, I don't even know why I thought like you could deliver something. Um, I just recognized something and I was like, you could deliver this. And like, do you even remember that interaction? Like, can you, can you kind of plug in that memory of like what that was like to be asked? I don't remember that to be honest. This was when I, this was in, you were, you were in college. Yeah, this was junior year. Um, I, I had made a short film. This was about a guy who lost his wife. And uh, it's got that very like piano score. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. It's coming and, back to me now. And it's a very Clint Mansell type of, type of score, um, you know, where he's like, everything's kind of surreal and he's like seeing his wife in the snow and it's at night yep. and he's screaming her name and he wants her back. And it's, you know. Yeah. I think, um, I remember you, you, you mentioning this and, and, when we started talking about it, I, I got really excited because I saw it as an opportunity to do something completely different mm-hmm. outside of my comfort zone. Um, you know, that's what was most intriguing, I think about it. Yeah. Um, and, and what I appreciated the most that you trusted me to do something like that. That was a little bit outside of my comfort zone, but um, yeah, I, I remember that. that was, that was fun. That that's really what kind of got the wheels turning for me in terms of, um, not just making hip hop music or whatever, but just yeah. making music in general. 
No, that's cool. Because like for me, you know, I don't, again, I don't remember all the specifics, but I, I, I always remember the final product and I love, I love that song. Um, and when it came time to do, you know, a feature film for me, it was just like, I don't know, it just became like another no brainer of like, if Cody's willing to do it, Cody's got the job. <laughs> like there was no, you know what I mean? I don't know why, but like in my brain, there's just never a question of, of it. it was more, <laughs> will he accept versus anything else? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, when you first approached me uh, about the movie, yeah, I mean, I was, I was psyched. Um, one, cause just got to catch up and, um, you know, learn kind of about what you were doing in this project you were working on. But two, um, again, yeah, just a- appreciative that you trusted me with this project, especially a full length uh, feature like this. Um, very exciting. And again, something that, was just a new way of thinking. I love, um, I love learning and I love kind of exploring new creative art forms and whatnot. So if this was slightly different than what I was doing before, then I was all for it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, this was, um, I really have to say like I now in watching the final product, I really love the score that we came up with. Um, and credit to, you know, like for me, I'm so, I know what it's like. You, you can be as honest as you want about like what it's like to work for me. Cause I'm so musically illiterate that like, you know, I'll just layer in um, something that I think is like a good reference. And I'm like, we need something upbeat. I think that's as descriptive as I get, or we need something really like powerful and slow. <laughs> so I don't know what it's like for you to interpret that and be like, all right, I think I know what he wants. Yeah. You know, that that's a pretty good representation right there. But I will say this was a, this was a very collaborative effort. Um, you know, we went back and forth a few times about uh, specific songs and where they were going to go. Um, I think with this project, we started with a number of sort of skeletons of beats or songs that I had um, based on sort of your notes and the, the, the early cuts of the, the film. Um, and we sort of went from there. So we, although we were starting from scratch, um, I had some pieces in mind that I had either started or, um, knew kind of how to build off of based Mm -hmm. on your early notes. And we kind of went from there. And I think that was a good, that was a good process. Um, just because then we were, we were on the same page, you know, and you could give notes like, yes, this one is great but uh, it's too, too slow. Um, I think that was, that was, a, that was the case for a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, you know, that's, that's, that was one of the cool things about this project was uh, the notes I would have either been giving myself or hearing from someone else weren't necessarily about uh, the, the same. They would have been as, you know, if I was putting a, a rap to it or something, they were, the, the pacing of the film, the, the way the characters move, um, that's what dictates, dictates the score, um, yeah. the emotion, the vibe. Um, so putting those words in context um, was really refreshing to me and really helps kind of shape the, shape the music. Yeah, and I think, you know, going back to an earlier point, we were talking about kind of like the classical training. I don't know how, I, think, I, I don't know how conscious we fully were. I mean, we, we definitely talked about it, but like the motifs kind of throughout, it, you know, in a, in a way, like people always cite like John Williams for having, you know, a character theme and so forth. And we didn't specifically have like, you know, there's a character called Vincent. We didn't have specifically a Vincent theme necessarily, mm-hmm. 
but whenever re repetition of emotion is happening, there were sounds that we went back and forth and slightly altered and so forth, um, which I thought was, you know, uh, I can't say that I drove, but I, I really appreciate kind of that direction we ended up at because I think, um, you know, it, it really plays well in terms of having that repetition, that motif. I completely agree. I completely agree. And I think hearing those repeated motifs is, is just crucial for the, for the viewer. It, it connects them to whatever they're seeing. Um, so that was, that was uh, fun to explore with you is, is which motifs we wanted to repeat. Um, you know, uh, a lot of it came down to, again, pacing. Um, and, you know, I think that was, that was a huge thing for me throughout was connecting these three storylines, but keeping the film moving um, the way it did. I mean, it's, it, it takes place in LA. It's, it's got an urban feel. A lot of the music has a beat, um, somewhat of a hip hop beat, but I think that helps move the, move things forward. Um, so working with you on figuring out which of those we wanted to, to repeat, which one of those we wanted to come back to, how fast we wanted things to move, you know, that, that was really, uh, that was really interesting to explore. Yeah. And, you know, one of the, one of the interesting things that kind of happened towards the end, uh, there was, we were figuring out what song to kind of create for there's a prom scene. And, um, you know, we were kind of going back and forth on that. And what was interesting to me, like you then made it. Um, and then it also became a perfect uh, song to use somewhere early in the movie as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know if you kind of realized that, that I was ever going to do that, but it just, it, for some reason, it just very much clicked for me. I was like, let's use this here and there. And um, I don't know, can you, uh, and I know that was a very kind of different song for you because it was very much different than the rest of the movie. Like I, is there a particular song that you found more difficult than the others or, you know, conversely like more fun than the others um, throughout the whole process? Um, I don't know if there was one that was more difficult than the others. There was one where, and I, I don't remember what, what we called it mm -hmm. really, but, um, that sort of had to have three movements to it. Um, and whether or not it was, it sort of had, they, so there were, there was three movements to this one song. Um, they all had to have a similar melody and similar motif, but depending on the movement, they would either the drums would drop out or there would be uh, a, a piano would come in to, to indicate that maybe the character was a little bit more sad or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it was really fun trying to connect those. Um, you know, those were the most interesting for me, I think, because, because again, you're, you're, I'm being thrown right into the story and having to figure out how I, as a viewer would then connect you know, this, these storylines and these emotions of the characters and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's just, like now that you've seen the movie, I always found it interesting. Like there's so few people that are privileged enough to kind of be in the like final product of it. Cause like none of the actors or like most of the producers have seen the movie at all, you know? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. No, oh, okay. I, 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 well, you know, I mean, granted, like I wanted to do, we were like two weeks away from doing like a premiere party. Right. Um, and then COVID hit. And so, mm -hmm. you know, and part of me is like, well, I could send them the screener, but I also want to get together and have that, that feel of like, you know what, let's all be together, enjoy the movie. And 
Sure. You know, uh, uh, our producer, Courtney Stewart, she's like, listen, even if it like ends up going till next year, at the end of the day, like, you know, to have an actor wait a year and a half for their movie to, you know, be at the premiere is really not that unheard of. So you're, you're just like, you're just really a nice guy. So I was like, all right, thanks. (laughs) Um, but yeah, um, and I forget the original train of thought, but like the idea was like, now that you, I, I guess you've seen the movie, um, I don't know, like, yeah, what was it, what was it like to watch it from like the first iteration to, you know, now what is more or less the final product? Um, well, I, I think it was, it was, uh, I was proud to have been part of it all. Um, I was impressed with just your work ethic and the, and the work you had done, um, you know, and really made me realize how much goes into a film. Um, you know, I, I was so happy to be a part of it. And, um, I don't know, it was, it it was cool. I think, again, it was, it was the process. It was the collaborative process. Um, uh, you and I going back and forth on, on what the original vibe of the film was going to be. You, you would kind of send us screeners and say, you know what, this is changing a little bit. Uh, we're going to shorten this. Uh, this storyline is going to expand a little bit. Um, and with that came whatever music we were, we were working on that had to change with it. So it was, it was a living thing, you know, that we were working yeah. with. And uh, I don't know, it was a really, it was a really cool and rewarding process to be a part of. Yeah, what, what is it like to, I mean, how do you kind of approach it when there is like essentially a moving target in that way? Um, does it, you know, you just kind of like, all right, well, I just, I just have to pick the target for this moment and whatever happens happens. Yeah. I think, you know, having worked with you before and, and knowing you, I knew that, um, that, uh, you were open to ideas and we could, we could communicate and bounce ideas off of each other. Um, you know, you were very gracious in, uh, in sort of looking for uh, opinions as well. So if I said, you know what, I think this, this, uh, you know, this motif or this, this song would fit here. I had this idea for how it would fit. You were at least willing to try it. And if it didn't work, it didn't work as, you know, obviously ultimately your call, but I think, um, I don't know, sort of lost my train of thought there too, but no worries. Um, yeah, I mean, just, I, I love the collaborative aspect of of working and, and bouncing ideas off each other. I think, um, you know, that's just how it works. I think that's how the best art is made uh, is, is having that patience and willing to being willing to try things. Um, like you said, like we, you know, I made, uh, I made that song for the prom and you, you thought it worked better somewhere else. If that just, you know, that happened because of, of the, sort of the openness to try things and, and just figure it out. I think that's the best, the best way to do it. Yeah. This is kind of a completely random question. Do you have a favorite instrument in, in like music? Favorite instrument? Yeah. Like is it, would it be the piano? Would it be a guitar? Like just, just completely curious. I know it's a totally random question. It's a good question. question. So I think when I'm listening to music, I always love strings violin cello um it always stands out to me especially when it's in um a song that maybe it's it's a little bit unexpected 
uh, a hip hop song, folk song, something like that, where I, where, where it stands out. But, you an example of a song. Um, so one of my favorite musicians is a, is an artist named Emancipator. He makes um, sort of instrumental, down tempo, really organic sounding music. A lot of live instrumentation, and he has a live one of one of that one of those instruments is a live violinist. Um, so to, to for him to include um, you know hip hop house beats um, since with a live violin, I just think it creates such a cool, uh, such a cool sound. Um, Having said that, you know, because I have such love for, for hip hop drums are important to me as well. And I think um, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for a good drum beat. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, And, uh, you know, uh, so like creatively, what what do you, what do you um, I know you're writing and things like that. What what else kind of has been keeping you busy? Because I know like your wife is very creative as well. Do you do you guys collaborate as well, or um, kind of you know? Yeah, in, um, in your own lanes. So no, we I, we we try to. She's a she's a singer. She's done theater. Um, she uh, she was featured on my last song. Um, she did some some singing, and it's always a, a treat to have her. Um, her singing and utilize her, her beautiful voice. Um, so I try to do that as much as possible, have her on there. We, we, we've um, creatively, um, I'm trying to collaborate with some other friends who play instruments as well. You know, I'm working with a couple of friends who play guitar and bass and trying to get some live instrumentation and, and build that into my music as well. Um, my wife and I started, a doing a an Instagram live um, called Live Poet Society, where we hosted um, friends and musicians, poets to come on and share their share their music and art with um, with anyone who would wanted to listen. And we've done a couple of them, and it was really fun, really successful, and I think a really uh, uh, just beautiful way to get people to share their gifts. Um, is there one coming up? Um, that you can well, plug? we had talked about doing one in July, um, but a um, couple days left. Got to get it together. <laughs> I know, but I think, you know, we weren't sure if it was, if the timing was right with everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's a place for people to come together and share music and art and poetry and be collaborative and um, be together like that. I think that's important, but it, we're trying to figure out kind of when the right time for that would be. It's hard to know right now, you know, it is. I mean, in a, in a strange way, like you can almost argue both sides. Like it's not the right time, but at the same time, like not necessarily just an escape, but like, I do think people need at least some optimism, something good and to kind of, you know, just a a respite for whatever, an hour or two. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, it's, it's not to say like, it's a bad thing. And I, I think ultimately too, like it really also goes down to like, cause I've seen the stuff y- you and your wife post. It's like, you guys, you guys are like very socially conscious. You got, you know, um, I, and so it's not like it, to me, it wouldn't come off as disingenuous. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you know, I mean, anyone can judge you for anything ultimately, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I it's, it's something that I think about often, you know? Yeah, I and I appreciate what you said there, um, and I think there's something something to that. I think it's just it's hard to know kind of what 
headspace other people are in as well. If they're ready to share their work, if they're ready to, if they're even writing or playing music right now, you know? Um, so it's, it's hard to know. I think we really want to do something like that again. Um, but who knows? <laughs> who yeah. knows when that will happen? Well, I just, you know, I certainly trust your guys' judgment and all that. So I don't, <laughs> no, I mean, again, you guys, you guys are thoughtful about it um, and things like that. So I don't, you know, um, again, anyone can judge you for anything, but I think mm-hmm. you guys, you guys are, the, 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 the intention is there. The intention is pure versus certainly we could use that from other people <laughs> more so. Um, yeah. Are there, um, how, uh, what are, how are you kind of keeping inspired? Like what are, what, what are some of the entertainment that you are, uh, you know, consuming at the moment, uh, if any, you know? Um, what, what are we consuming? Um, you did watch to, Hamilton, right? Oh, we've watched Hamilton maybe like five or six times, to be honest. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. You, you haven't seen it before, have you? I had, we hadn't, I hadn't seen it before. Uh, we hadn't really heard the music before, to be honest. Was that on purpose or? Uh... Um, sort of. Um, you know, like I said, my, my wife comes from a theater background. So, so we would go to shows and we, uh, you know, appreciate the theater world. I think, I think we wanted to, we wanted the music in the show to, we wanted to see it all at once, I think, because we yeah. knew it was such a, an amazing thing. And, um, it was getting such popularity. I, I think we were holding out that we would maybe some someday see it. Yeah. Um, I think that was probably the reason we hadn't listened to the music. Um, but seeing it put together like that is, it was phenomenal. Yeah. I think it's phenomenal. Um, I've been listening to a lot of folk music, actually. Um, oh, yeah, who? Music from the 60s and 70s. Um, okay. A lot of uh, a lot of Bob Dylan, a lot of Jefferson Airplane, um, some Tom Waits. I've been listening to. Um, you know, we watch uh, we watch a lot of movies and and series. We've been watching um, a lot of uh, shows on Black Lives Matter. Um, a lot of series on Black Lives Matter. Thirteenth. Um, was one that we said, I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, I have, yeah. I, I rewatched it. It was, uh, it was because, you know, it's interesting to rewatch it in like the context of. In the context of, yeah. Floyd and everything. So we've, we've, we've been trying to just take in as much um, as we can learn and listen. Um, you know, I don't know. There's, there's a lot out there. There's a lot that's um, accessible. We're trying to take it all in. Um yeah, I think, I think that's what, the other what have you thing. Been, what have you been inspired <laughs> uh, by recently? I don't know about inspired by, but um, I don't know. I think I'm like ready to, to uh, tear down the system, doing a lot of Rage Against the Machine, Enemy, <laughs> and sure. things of that nature. But yeah. I mean, part of my learning curve is also realize, like, it, it, you know, obviously racism is not going to be solved in a matter of months. Um, and so it's this idea that it is going to be a longer term process. And so how do you, you know, how do you maintain that, that same effort and discipline, but on a day-to-day basis where it doesn't, you know, burn you out because, you know, it's not going to do anyone any good if, if like I go hard for, let's say a month and just completely like nose to the grindstone, but it's like, then I'm out of commission for whatever because of burnout. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
And I think like, you know, I mean, uh, not to toot my own horn, but before that, like, I, you know, I'm someone that does like to read books and like, uh, even like a year and a half ago, I made a very conscious decision. I was like, I'm reading a lot of white authors in terms of my fiction uh-huh. um, and also pretty much nonfiction as well. So I made a, you know, deliberate effort to, to diversify in that sense. And, uh-huh. you know, I'd, I'd kind of written various or I've read various things. I didn't write anything. Um, but like, you know, even white fragility, that was a big impact on my life about a year ago. Um, yeah, that's on our list. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, you know, obviously that's by a white woman, but, but I think there's something to be said when, when it is coming, you know, like, I think, I think like breaking for her, the big thing was like breaking through the noise because she was a white woman talking mm. about race. Um, I thought that was interesting, you know, um, someone, uh, that I'm in complete awe of is Melody Hobson. She's uh, she's actually George Lucas's wife, but mm-hmm. she's actually more successful than George Lucas financially. Um, she runs, runs an investment firm. I'm blanking on the name now, mm-hmm. but um, but very powerful. And you know, she talks about race all the time. And it goes, it's it, 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 in a sense like my new thing is like you want to be greedy, be greedy. Like having a diverse company is not altruistic it's literally better for your bottom line. So like you want to make money, fine, be selfish, be greedy, make money. How you do that? You diversify. Simple and plain. Like I just, you know, um, that's what I'm like, amazes me about capitalism. It's like, you can't even get out of your own way to make more money. Yeah. It's a great point. (laughs) I don't know. So yeah, some some of that stuff, but um, you know, so, uh, my, my friends luckily rein me in as well. Sometimes they're like, "All right, you know, you gotta you gotta relax." <laughs> I'm like, "All right, note note taken." <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, so so that's where I'm at. Um, I'm truly proud of the movie. Like one of the one, it, it it did feel weird kind of finishing up the movie personally you know, at a time when things were happening, but I also looked at it like our cast is pretty much very diverse. Like, you know, we have, mm-hmm. you know, we have a black lead. We have, um, uh, you know, we have a lot of women in there. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lesbian storyline. So, uh, you know, I, I thought I owe it to the, and, and obviously like you and everyone else, like I, I owed it to you guys to finish it. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, let me, let me do that. So that, that was my motivating factor as opposed to like, Oh, it's my movie. Let, let me get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's, you know, I think it's something you should be proud of. It's, it's very well done, very well thought out. And um, again, having been a part of the, the process and seeing the collaboration that went on with everyone, um, you know, I think it's, it's really cool. Yeah. And, and as we wrap up, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, I try to do this for aspiring artists. So is there any message you would like to share to anyone kind of starting off? And, you know, they could be in their twenties, they could be in their forties. doesn't matter. Like what, what would be a message that any kind of want to for an aspiring artist? Yeah. You know, who, who has this creative drive and, you know, for whatever reason, they just haven't taken that opportunity quite yet. Um, I would say just, just, uh, do it. I mean, just don't be afraid to, to explore, um, learn new skills, learn new things. Um, some of, some of the work I've done is just from stepping out of my comfort zone and being willing and open to try new things, find new perspectives. Um, you know, I think there's, I think it's important to, uh, 
express yourself and be true to yourself. So, you know, I would just say there's a place for that and people will people want to hear what you have to say and want to see what you have to make. And, um, you know, I think the more art we have and the more, um, more creativity we have out there, the better. So just, just make, make stuff. Would you say like, would you, this is kind of a deeper topic, but I'm interested on your take. Like Mm -hmm. in general, I feel like we would be a lot better of a world if people could get out there creative. Because I think even in, you know, even if you are a businessman at heart or, or a scientist, doesn't matter. Right. I'm just picking those. Mm-hmm. They seem antithetical to uh, art, but um, everyone has this creative expression. And I think even if it's not your professional calling, uh, I think the world would, I don't know, would be a better place if people express themselves more and didn't look at it as like, Oh, you know, painting is, you know, that's not a macho thing to do or whatever. Like just no, who cares? Get it out. Yeah. I think, I think I, I, I agree. I think, um, whether it's, whether it's you, uh, you know, making something yourself or maybe exploring a collaborative process. Um, you know, I think there's, it's, it's all just positive. And I think, um, if anything, it, it'll give you something to do. It'll, it'll, it'll maybe be an escape for you or a distraction. Um, but I think also it can just take you, take you places. I think, um, it sort of allows you to see different perspectives, maybe think outside of the box when you wouldn't have before. So, um, you know, I think creativity and the arts in particular are, are just massively important. And I would encourage anyone to, to try, even if, uh, you know, um, you've never done them before and you want to try picking up a paintbrush and painting, go for it. I mean, you know, um, maybe you'll, you'll, you'll find something that find, find something out about yourself that you didn't know or, or, or a side of yourself you didn't, you didn't realize you had, or, a you know, a passion you didn't know you had. So. Yeah. Only good can come, come, come from it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, you want to just plug your social media real quick? And again, I'll, I'll link all the uh, the SoundCloud stuff in the website in the description box. But uh, yeah, social media um, underscore abstractions with a K underscore. That's uh, Instagram. That's my uh, uh, SoundCloud. Um, and my portfolio is. Uh, uh, carbon made Cody Schramm not carbon made so um, yeah that's where you can find the stuff I'm making and hopefully I'll have some new stuff soon awesome well this was uh, this was a ton of fun yeah I appreciate it man it was good good catching up with you and um, again thank you for allowing me to be a part of that the journey of making that film with you and being creative and you know I always welcome that so wow. appreciate it I always say to my friends, like, as long as you're willing to work with me, I'll keep going to you. So. <laughs> right on, man. Let's do it. <laughs>